listener production. Bring in the drip, the pee, and the love. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, our man Drake is in trouble. Drake? Did you see this? No. What's, you heard what's happened new, with Drake? You heard the new single with Scissor. Nope. Slime you out. <laughs> you haven't heard it? <laughs> Is that seriously its name? That's exactly what it's called, sliming you out, yeah. Slime you out. Yeah. What what is it in reference to? Um, it's a good question. I think <laughs> it's um Are we talking about like someone makes a song go so good that they're at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards and they get slimed? I remember seeing Katy Perry get slimed. Well that's it. So he he's in trouble because um Sliming you out for those kids' choices you made. That's the the line in the in the thing. Oh right, okay. Sliming you out, sliming you out. Um, but uh, he used a photo of Halle Berry mm. being slimed in the kids' choice awards. Face cu- covered in slime, all green. Yeah. And that's sort of the cover of the song. And um, and Halle is not at all happy about this. So her getting green goop dropped on her head. Yeah is now the cover of a new Drake song. Yeah, and he posted it on his Instagram, right? And here's the thing. Um, it's a free image. It's not free. You can get it from Getty. So it's not owned by Barry, uh, Halley, okay, according so, to L.com. Did he buy it off Getty Images? Yes. But the issue that he she has, that Halley has, is that he reached out to ask her, hey, can I use this image of you? She said, no, I don't want you to. And he said, ah. yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> ah. Which is... Oh, boy. Yeah, a little bit of a dog move. Drake went with the, you know, ask for permission, not forgiveness, and he asked for permission, and (laughs) she said no, and so he... Now he's asking. Oh, well. (laughs) Now he's asking for forgiveness. Now he's asking for permission and forgiveness. (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting tactic. Um, Hallie responded on her Instagram saying sometimes you have to be the bigger guy, even if you're a woman. Um, she has just said, you know, that's not cool. Didn't get my mission. That's not cool. I thought better of him. Mm, not the greatest. So then Hallie said, when people you admire disappoint you, you have to be the bigger person and move on. So anyways, hopefully well, Drake can uh, change his mind about all that. Uh, we're sending our best to Halle Berry for uh, that little dog move. But look, excited for today's show. We've got an incredible guest today. I think there's two um, Instagram media accounts that sort of have a, a constant quality hit rate. Okay. One of them's Batuta Advocate. Mm. Their headlines very rarely drop the ball. And the other one is Cheek Media, which is a media agency founded in 2020 in part by our guest today. who's just written a book. Her name is Hannah Ferguson. And we're really stoked to have her on to have a little chat about all things, well, just the art of conversation, I'd say. Yeah, look, we're going to dive right in, but let's get started with a little bit of an interesting habit that I've picked up over the last couple of months. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, it's well and truly snake season. I mean, we chatted last week about the five snakes that got stolen in the Southport home. and Yeah, well, um, there was an AFLW game the other week had to be paused because there was a snake on the field. See, what is going on? They're everywhere, man. <laughs> it, was, it was quite quite funny because the game was stopped for about half an hour. They call a snake catcher and the snake catcher arrives. Um, and the thing is, if he was just in a lineup of, you know, random humans, I'm like, 
that guy's a snake catcher. <laughs> My next, the big beard, you're sort of like really <laughs> muted green, kind of like flatterly kind of shirts. It comes out well, one of those big hats. I'm like, that guy catches snakes for a living. <laughs> and he holds it up. It was like a little noodle, a red belly black snake. Was it a red it was belly? Tiny, oh tiny my one. god! Well, they found a red belly black snake hiding under the kiddie pool in a New South Wales yard. Uh, who apparently just wanted a place, you know, just wanted a place to um, to cool down. But I tell you what, they're everywhere. My next door neighbour used to be a snake catcher, by the way. I grew up next to a snake catcher. We have we have talked about this well, before. But look, I don't mind snakes, but I still am scared of them. And so now, everywhere I go, I'm looking for snakes. Like in seriously? my own home. Yes, seriously. So snakes are your thinking about the Roman Empire. <laughs> yes. Every, think about where's I a snake every day. I literally walk into any room and I think, is there a snake in here? No, okay. Now it's pretty. Seriously. Yeah. So, so anyways, <laughs> and it starts from the morning. Okay. You're like, um, you're like a <laughs> American man in the sixties. Like there's reds under the bed. It's co- well, I was communists to everywhere. A, I was talking to a friend on the weekend. He said his dad found a snake wrapped around the toilet bowl once. Like in the, the toilet sort of seat bowl thing, you know, the <gasps> The bottom. And so ever since that happened, he, every time he walks into the toilet, he checks mm. the bowl for a snake. Like lifts the lid Just, up. No, no. Like it, like it was wrapped around the actual bowl, you know, the bottom bit. Oh, like near the, the cistern. Yeah. The, no, not, not the cistern. The bowly bit. I don't know what it's called. Well, the bowl is the bowl. The, the stem right, of the it. bowl don't at the bottom. Don't make me do this. Anatomy of a toilet. <laughs> do you know how often as a writer I do this? Because I'll be like, what the hell is that bit of the shoe called? So I'll be like, anatomy of a sneaker. And now I'm doing anatomy of a toilet. I'm talking about yeah, it is. It's just the it's just the base of the bowl. The base. That is, a, that's an interesting way to Google it. Because if I was googling that, I'd, I'd Google what is the bottom part of a toilet called. No, nah, it's uh, always type anatomy of whatever. Anatomy you go like toilet. anatomy of a bridge, and it'll just do everything. Mm. Anatomy of a cassette tape, and it'll show you everything. Sounds like it's like a coming of age novel. Waiters like title your coming of age novel, like my, Anatomy my, of a Teenage my, Heartthrob. I thought you were saying <laughs> the title of my biography, Anatomy of a Toilet. So anyways. comedy career. So anyways, so we're now in the S-bend of his career. <laughs> um, so anyways, Thursday FC. Um, anyways, so... <laughs> So anyways. Oh, um, that was a full flush, wasn't it? <laughs> wow. So anyway, the point is, this paranoia has taken over right from the beginning of the day. Now, I'm mm. a morning shower person. Love a morning shower. Yep. And one of the beauties of moving into a new house, right, and a much bigger house, having moved to Brisbane, is that the bathroom has a window <laughs> that I can look out to. I can stand in the shower and there's, I can, like, there's oh, a window like at quite, the shower. Because in some showers, there's quite a high window. Yeah, like so you can't you're not, see anything. not seeing bits. This, this is like, a, it's like head height window that I can open up and I can just look out. And I, and I have a shower and I just look out in the, in, in the backyard and like into houses next door and stuff. Not into them, <laughs> but onto them. I can see houses oh, in boy. the back. Anyways, so I'm there in the shower. And, but now I've been so paranoid Stargazing. about snakes. That every single morning uh, that I have a shower, I lean my head out the window and I check the gutters for snakes. It's I, I'm honestly Wait, you're in the shower and you're putting your head out of the no, shower I, window. No, I put my head like right up to the, gr- the, the 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 fly screen, and I look down on the roof below me, and I check I check the gutters for snakes. I do it every single time I'm in the shower now. Every morning, 
and I look up and down all the gutters to make sure there's no snakes in there. And there's never been one. Of course there's never been one, but I can't, that doesn't stop me from, because I bet the one day I don't check, there'll be one. There'll be a snake in the gutter. Exactly. So it did make me think, what's your shower (laughs) habit? Because it's it's become my... (laughs) So you're in there, body wash, you know, you have a wee, because that's what you do. Um, and not in the ch- mornings, not as much, because I usually go to the actual toilet for that. <laughs> it's a nighttime pleasure. Um, yeah, do that. And then check like the... Quick scrub, yeah. look around, mm. check the gutters for snakes. That's mm. my daily um, shower habit. <laughs> and so I thought I'd ask, what's your weird shower habit? All right. And you got in touch. Follow us on Instagram, Alex. We ask a few questions there. Nicola has responded to one saying, I brush my teeth in there. Apparently that's weird. It's not too weird. No, Sometimes. it's not too weird. What's weird is Alex Dyson brushing his teeth at his desk, his work desk. No, it's not too weird. <laughs> Spitting out into my used coffee mug because then it's dirty anyway. <laughs> I can go and, go and rinse that one Alana out. Alana <laughs> said, every night my husband and I each have a can of Pepsi Max in the shower <laughs> to celebrate surviving the day. <laughs> That's incredible, Alana. <laughs> I would... I'd look forward to that all day. Oh, like if something goes wrong, it's like, oh, I can't wait for that shower Max. You got a Pepsi, <laughs> the shower Max. Um, do you, I, I'm trying to figure out if Alana and her husband have a shower each day at the same time, sorry. Because, mm. you know, if they've got the his and hers showers. Because I've got some friends who have got the his and her showers. They think they say best decision we've ever made getting mm. the his and her shower. Or the his and his shower. Oh, sorry. Or the her sorry. and her shower. I'm sorry. Mm. Thank you. Lana. The them and them shower. That's what I should have said. (laughs) I don't mean that jokingly. I mean that seriously. (laughs) I drink my coffee in the shower in the morning to save time. Lana. How about that? Is that a... (laughs) Ooh, that's... I don't know. For some reason, that's grosser than the Pepsi. Yeah, there'd be... Because the Pepsi, I'm assuming, is in a can. Exactly. So the mouth of the Pepsi (laughs) opening is quite small. The coffee mug is... That's in a wide, that's got a wide mouth. Yeah, you might be getting a few drips in there. Um, Jala says, practicing my signature on the screen. Oh, I do that too, Jala. <laughs> yeah, when you're not steam no, on the, on the scr- shower like, screen. Okay, I don't You write things. And sometimes, like, a, you draw the cube. I draw a cube on the we're, screen. We're in, the, we're in our 30s. We don't need to practice our signatures anymore. I'm thinking I could do a midlife signature change. I've actually started thinking that as well. Mine, it's got mine's got too much flourish. Hey, you know somewhere you can practice it. <laughs> practice the new ones. Shower screen. Beth, I like to sit in the shower cross-legged. That's pretty good, Brett. Beth. Yeah, that's nice. A little meditate on the floor. Kate says my boyfriend lies down in the shower, plays games on his phone, <laughs> and eats dinner all the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, lying down. I'm assuming it's on his back, right? So I guess head is on the ground. Shower just on. Has he got like a towel underneath his head and his phone's <laughs> just above it? I've got to tell you, that actually phone. doesn't sound bad. But where... The phone would get wet. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how this works. I, I'm wondering about hey, the dinner thing. We're going to have to um, we're gonna have to come around with the, the microphone and just sort of ask exactly yeah, how Yeah, I want happens. photos. Pixar didn't happen. Eating dinner all the time. He must have a little I, ledge <laughs> that he just puts it up, but it's just the wet hands. Like... Like dinner with a knife and fork? Well, Josh says, yeah, that's what I'm picturing, a plate with like veg and three mash. Wait, veg and three mash. Meat and three veg. Josh says, i got a mate who eats chips in the shower when drunk. Just wet, sloppy chips. That's <laughs> does, disgusting. Doesn't even make the effort to not get it in the stream. Oh, my God. Well, the bag would fill up. Uh, just yuck. Be a, just be a crinkle cut soup. There's nothing that kills a good thing like water to a chip, honestly. Like I've had a wet chip before. And it, 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 oh. 
the distinction between how good a normal chip is and how bad a wet chip is. It is absolutely an astronomical change. Yes, it's time for some Ask Alex, where we ask your uh, relationship issues and hopefully settle them uh, into a nice, neat bow, which is all life is, because eventually we're going to get to a point where there's no problems at all. And we'll be like, well, this is boring. Everyone, well, everything's so keep, nice and lovely. You keep going the way you're going, just fixing people's relationships, etc. It's my mission. There's going to be a population boom soon. Everyone's going to be... You know, doing their thing or not, if that's your choice. <laughs> don't wanna, that's it. <laughs> don't want to say you to tell you to do anything. You do you. Hey, um, what 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 questions are we asking Alex today, Bron? There's a few that have come through that are a bit um more low stakes. I thought we could do a bit of a quick fire one. Yes, well, yes, no questions. Usually and that's the that's the problem with things these days. People want, you know, definitive answers. There's so much nuance in this world, Bron. Mm. But nuance doesn't get the ratings. So we are going to go hard yes or no's. Who is right? Who is wrong today on Ask Alex? Uh, Bronwyn, please hit us with question number one. Okay, this is from Taylor. My wife and son keep debating whether a garage door is a door or a wall. Door. It's absolutely a door. Because you can leave it open. You can't leave a wall open. Yeah, the clue the, the clue is in the name. I've never got I've never gotten to the shops and been like, did I leave the wall open? <laughs> you go if you go into your local emporium who are selling them and say, Can I please have a garage wall? They won't know what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. it is a door. Look, it can be the size of a wall, but um no, anything that opens and closes, more door than wall. All right. What else? Okay, it's from Jasmina. The pronunciation of the word Lego. He says Lego. I say Lego. Oh, my um, God. Lego pasta, Lego plastic. That's <laughs> yeah. how you remember it. Um, uh, you are not a pasta sauce. It is Lego. But I, you know what? I see where you'd get confused because, like, as a slang term for someone being pregnant, you said they're prego. <laughs> you'd put a double G in it. Yeah. No, I would say P-R-E-G-O. You could also go Lego. If you wanted to really Lego. Leg Lego. <laughs> the artist Lego. It does remind me of an argument. I think I was in uh, the under twelves Warnable Seahawks basketball team. We're at a tournament and I remember two people debating whether uh, Kobe Bryant was Kobe or Kobe. <laughs> 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 and I, luckily we settled on Co- settled on Kobe at the time because <laughs> I don't think Kobe Bryant was what his parents had in mind. Um, okay, what's next, Brian? This is from Eric. My girlfriend says at the weekend instead of on the weekend. What are you doing on the weekend? What are you doing at the weekend? That's, I would, I don't know if I could have ended up with someone who said that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, On the weekend, if you've got plans for Saturday or Sunday, at the weekend, if you're going to a concert um, from Canadian artist The Weekend, you could say... (laughs) What are you going to be doing at the weekend, uh, this weekend? Can at I, the weekend, I'd on the like weekend. to know what the, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know the, the logic behind this. I'd be really We're intrigued. I, I, I offer, um, you know, a, a microphone, a voice 
to your partner to uh, come on the show and explain themselves. If, they, if they'd want to, like to take it further, we do have an Ask Alex appeals process, which you can <laughs> yeah. uh, submit. Matt.n.alex, please put an official submission in and we uh, may get around to it. Yeah, and feel free to message us at the weekend and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get back to you on Monday. Any more, Bron? Uh, so from Talia, we argue over the pronunciation of the phrase oh no versus yo no. What? Like, yo no. <laughs> Where's the, has, where's the why come from? Is, is this like a new cool thing? Is this something that Sarah should be telling us about? I don't like Joe, it. Joe, no. Mm, I don't like it. <laughs> is it like J? Like a, it's with a Latin y. yo? Wait, do people say yo, no? Is this a thing that I didn't? I don't think they do. I think it's just, oh, no. On, on TikTok, it is a lot of uh, Australians saying, no, mm. no. No, Cleo. You know about that. I get tagged that. in a lot yeah. of those. Yeah, <laughs> the old H2O <laughs> sketches. Do you know anything about this yo-no, Bron? No, I just think it's wrong. So they, a... so someone's saying, is it pronounced oh-no or yo-no? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's completely cooked. I've never heard anyone say yo-no. Does anyone say uno or you-no? <laughs> Is that oh, why they're okay. getting it from? Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Do you know Uno? I was a Uno you know person for a long time. Ugh. I think I still am. Yeah. Does that give you the ick? Yeah. I would uh, never do a podcast with someone who was a <laughs> said you you know. Know person. But but guys, it's different. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yo no, you're all judging me. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, let's get, all right, let's get another one in there, Bron. All right, we're on fire one. here. Bridget, my partner and I disagree over the colour of the middle traffic light. It's She thinks it's orange, by the way. Orange or yellow? Of course it's orange. Red, orange or green. I mean, that's year eight home economics class. We made traffic light sandwiches. I'll tell you what, we didn't put banana in the middle. We put bloody <laughs> carrots. It's orange. Yeah, they went through a yellow light, went through an orange light. Oh, crap. Yeah, no, you haven't made a good sense. You haven't made a good point. I don't think I ever say orange light. Yeah. But the colour is definitely orange. It is an orange colour, but yeah, went through an orange. I would say yellow. I think I use it interchangeably. Damn, yellow light. Oh, no, yellow traffic light. (laughs) This is tripping me out, man. I'm not going to be able to sleep. Yeah, is there a definitive answer? I don't know. It's amber. It's, it's, it's technically amber, amber right. yeah. uh, according to the New South right. Wales government. We're all wrong. It is amber. Although they also say a yellow light means you must stop. So you can only go through a yellow light if you cannot stop safely. Well, it's been decided that a yellow or amber is the correct answer and orange is wrong. Went through an orange light. Uh, it's still, I, could, I, I wouldn't no. judge anyone for saying orange. NewSouthWales.gov.au. You, and let me tell you, you were just let me tell you this. For orange. Yeah, well, guess what? The New South Wales government yeah, has right never I, been wrong, mate. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, who sent us a message. You can always keep an eye on our Instagram, matt.and.alex, where we ask for your input here on this little communal podcast we call Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. <laughs> Well, Matt O'Kine, we're very excited to welcome to All Day Breakfast right now one of the founders of what I think is one of the best 
um, media agencies in Australia right now. It is growing. It was only founded in 2020, but uh, it was founded by an absolute powerhouse whose new book, Bite Back, is an excellent read, which goes through a lot of the issues and takes, I think, a bit, a bit of the mystique about a few of the big issues that are in Australia at the moment. It's a big welcome to Hannah Ferguson, author of Bite Back. Hello, Hannah. Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me, both of you. Very excited to be chatting about Bite Back. Um, now... Is this the sort of book, I mean, the, the sort of tagline goes, feminism, media, politics, and our power to change it all. Is this the sort of book that you wish that you were able to read growing up? Absolutely. I think it's the book I wish I had as a teenager. I think it's the book I wish Alan Jones had as a teenager. I think it's the book I wish every person in Australia could read. Even if you disagree with me, I wish it's something that everyone had as a younger person about how to think and how to communicate healthily. Well, that's amazing. I think I've, uh, cause you founded Cheek Media, which if you've seen on Instagram or on anything is, is some really good and funny takes on things going on. Can you, can you explain when you sort of got an interest in this kind of stuff and when you found not only your, your voice, but the confidence to put it out into <laughs> the, the media landscape? Yeah, so I was living in Brisbane, studying a law degree, hating every second of it. And I actually grew up in rural New South Wales in Orange and my parents, conservatives, like major conservative voters. And I feel like I went to Brisbane. I didn't know that was the place to get radicalised. I don't think it is um, (laughs) still, but I think it was still an an eye-opening experience for me. And I think that I just wished I had some conversations and some friends and some online presence to sort of guide me in how to think and how to question media, politics, the system. And so I sort of just, during the pandemic, seeing BuzzFeed fall. I was also kind of sick of seeing youth media platforms not take young people seriously. Mm. And I was like, what if we did both? What if we had the meme side? What if we had the joke, but we also had the hardline opinion and both were valuable? Mm, And so that's kind of why I founded it in 2020. I love the distinction you made. You said how to think, not what to think. What you think is is fine, but how no. to look at stuff, how to, you know, sift through it, panning for gold and that kind of thing. Because I'll tell you what, and even recently with the voice campaign, it's very difficult to, you know, decide. You can understand why people get confused and want to check out of politics, but that's sort of the opposite we can do to, you know, enact change and that sort of stuff. Absolutely. And I think especially with The Voice, people see most political issues as either a yes or no, like you have to be polarised and it's like a very win-lose mindset. Like if you can't convince someone to take exactly your position, you've somehow failed. And I think actually it's about saying, no, I agree with a lot of the no progressive campaign. I actually understand and respect that. I'm probably still a yes voter, but this is why. And I want to hold both sides of that argument while criticising Peter Dutton. Because I think in this country, we lack the ability to have (laughs) respectful conversation. What if we brought that back? Crazy idea, I know. So, I mean, the the first chapter of your book is discussions around politics and having those chats with loved ones. You mentioned that your parents are really conservative. How was the, how have you had difficult conversations with them in the past? Has there been any instances where it's really... You know, you've hit a wall. Yeah, and especially with my grandparents, like I think a lot of people just think they've run out of software updates and it's too little too late. And I get that. Like some people are just harmful and hateful and going to (laughs) say offensive shit over a charcuterie board on a Sunday afternoon lunch with their family. You can't really get at those people. I think it's about finding the people in your family that can have an open conversation and can have a respectful discussion and it's not going to become this, like, personal attack about her new haircut. You know what I mean? Like, I think you've got to find the people in your family that can engage in something healthy and go, you don't have to agree with me, but I want you to think about this. I want you to see where I'm coming from. I understand that you're coming from this direction because you listened to Andrew Bolt for three decades, but I'd like to challenge you on that momentarily with this, this and this. And I think it's just about having the question, having the conversation and continuously trying. Well, that's the thing about reading Bite Back because there's so many good points. There's so many um, 
uh, really thoughtful discussions in there, Hannah. But how how do you get uh, bite back into the hands of people like you mentioned, you know, Alan Jones when he's growing up, something like that? Because I find like a lot of these things, it is it is interesting how people more and more get into each other's echo chambers. Like even recently saw on Shayna Blazer's Instagram, people, she put, oh, yes, I'm voting voice. And people are like, no, thanks, unfollowed. And I'm like, if you unfollow everyone that you disagree with, you're going to end up with a very homogenized view of uh, of things. So how do, how could media and um, things jump the divides that uh, do pop up in from time to time? I think it really relies on people getting it into the hands of their family members that they do disagree with and actually taking the leap of faith and just trying. Again, it's all just about trying. I remember earlier this year I put on cheek one day, I want women to put on their dating profiles that they should, the men that they're trying to date should follow Cheek Media Co on Instagram and like gave them the handle. And it was a risk. I was like, this is free marketing for me. And like <laughs> a thousand women put it on their hinge profile. And I got a thousand men following Cheek the next day. And I was like, this is how you do it because I want men to be in feminism and feminist conversations. And I've got to try every method. So for me, it's about saying to everyone, you can read it if that's your echo chamber. And if you agree with me already, that's kind of not the point. That's great. Thank you for supporting me. Now give it to your grandfather for Christmas and tell me what he reckons. Even if he hates it, tell me why. I actually am so open to that. I love it. But, I mean, are you open to it? I mean, how often do you get challenged uh, by, uh, you know, not necessarily just critics, but people who actually can bring a point of view that you don't um, necessarily agree with but are willing to listen to? Oh, I love it. I actually, because I think that a really robust comment section can actually be better than the post itself, especially on Instagram where there's not really that much space for like two-way dialogue. I love question boxes. I love answering questions. There is a difference between healthy discussion and trolling. There is a difference between feedback that's um, critical and constructive and interesting and people saying, you're ugly, go away. You know, like there's a big distinction to be made. It's about picking, and, and, and honestly, I'll get it wrong. Of course, we're all sensitive, we're all defensive. That's natural. But I think it's always about sitting there and going, I'm not going to react to that. I'm going to sit for two hours and then respond to it. I think that's a big distinction. I don't think people are willing to do it. It's all part of the echo chamber and we're all kind of guilty of it. But I think it's about every day going, what's one thing I could do to listen to someone that I don't usually agree with? I don't have to agree with them, but I have to listen to them and think, how does that strengthen my argument or make me change my thinking? And when when has there been an instance where you have really found yourself questioning a rock solid, you know, <laughs> line of thinking that you've always had? Yeah, I actually think a good example um, at the moment that I've seen come up a few times recently is trigger warnings. And when you're posting content or doing podcasting and there's a particular story that comes up, whether you need to put a trigger warning where the line is and what people expect of you. And I remember earlier this year I put up a post about Andrew Tate. It was a pretty graphic headline that I wrote and I got torn down for it because I didn't put a trigger warning that was clear and people were like, you really hurt me. And I had to sit with that and go, well, I did. I can't say that I didn't. I actively did that and that was the result. And I had to sit with that and go, shit, I actually didn't value the place of a trigger warning and I didn't really consider or I was kind of careless in my approach. And I'd sit there and go, what do I feel about this and what's my approach moving forward and actually just acknowledge that I'd caused hurt and what have to do better next time. Indeed. Uh, one of the things I like follow, uh, about following Cheek Media is the, um, the question boxes that you do pop up. What are some of the uh, most random questions that people have, anonymous questions that come in? Because it's it's quite fascinating. Um, my, one of my favourite ones that I do is it's specifically for men and it's the, the question box is usually like, okay, men, what's a question you're too afraid to ask a woman in your life but you just have always wanted to know? And it's it's really everything from like how do periods actually feel to really random stuff like what should I buy for my girlfriend when she's coming over like a new partner? And I'm like, buy a bin with a lid. Why do no men own 
bins with lids. <laughs> and it's just like really basic stuff. And these men are like, which one do I go and buy? And I'm like putting up Kmart links. I should be getting an influencer <laughs> discount code. You know what I mean? Like, it's really random, but it's kind of beautiful. And there was one particular instance where someone, this is so embarrassing, someone was like, um, I'm trying to rekindle a dead bedroom. What are your suggestions? And I thought they meant their partner and them had broken up after like a decade and they wanted like interior design tips. No, they meant their partner and them were struggling in their romantic bedroom life. And I and I had listed like buy an artwork and get a new aroma for your room. It was humiliating. So I get it wrong too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Hannah, it's been nice to chat. So you can check out Bite Back um, uh, wherever you get good books and uh, send it to your um, send it to your family, and then use it as a discussion point um, if you don't agree on some on a particular topic. It'd be quite interesting. But Hannah, it's very be, been very nice to hang out, and hopefully we get to see you soon. Thank you so much to both of you, and thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. We really appreciate you hanging out with us once again. The good news is we've got a sweet little episode for you tomorrow as well. Then until tomorrow. I hope you have a good one. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.